Out of the Pen Podcast. What's up and welcome to the Out of the Pen Podcast where we are bringing you baseball from a fan's perspective. We are on the MTMV Sports Podcasting Network. Baseball fans rejoice. It is my team, my voice. This is Eric Boston and I'm here with Andy Ziga. What's up, dude? Not much. It's good to be here with you today, man. Yeah, dude. You know, been a couple weeks. Last time we had, you know, uh, Andrew Buckbinder from the Double A Springfield Cardinals. That was a fun episode. That sure was a blast. It's nice to have him down here. Yeah, man. Super good dude. Um, you know, just just us today. It's been a minute since we've had just us on the show, but I'm looking forward to it, man. Uh, I know we're jumping back into kind of a series of topics that you had laid out, um, and I think it's going to be a good one. Yeah, it should be fun. Cool. Um, Say, guys, if you have not checked us out, uh, we are online at outofthepinbaseball.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at OTP Baseball. That is OTP Baseball on Twitter. Uh, And we're also on Facebook, so you can follow us on there, interact with us, uh, you know, just join the conversation. That's what Out of the Pin Baseball is all, all about. It's, it's about the fans and, and giving a fan's perspective, so we want to hear yours. So like I said, check out www.outofthepinbaseball.com while you're there. Drop your email in the subscribe box and get all of our new content delivered right to your email as it comes out. Andy, I'm going to let you take over, man. Let's, let's jump into this topic. What do we have today? All right. Well, today we are um, going to take a look at a few teams here, and we're going to see how much longer will their success continue. All right. We want to know um, are these um, are these teams that have been good here in the last few years are they going to continue to be good? What's going to go on with them? Where are they at? So um, we have five teams we want to take a look at today, Boston. Where um, we have the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Cubs, and the Astros, and okay. um, the, the the three big um, questions I kind of have here for as we take a look at these: How much longer do we think their success is going to continue? Is it ending? Um, are they going to be in the playoffs this year? Slash, do you think they'll make the World Series? It's hard to tell until they get there, right? Right. Um, and then. Uh, what transactions might these teams make um, either by the beginning of the season or if you think it might be along the year, anything anything like that. So um, those are the three questions we'll kind of look at. Um, Let's – you ready to just jump right on in? Yeah, man. I think this is going to be a good topic. I'm I'm excited to talk about it. Um, You know, I think obviously there's still – a couple of dudes floating around out there in free agency that could really impact this list potentially. Uh, but but we don't have to go into that. I think we've talked about that a lot. So, yeah, let, let's jump into it, man. What's the first team we're going to discuss? All right, so right here, let's, let's just start off right with it. Uh, defending champions, the Boston Red Sox. Um, uh, just a, a few things. Um, uh, as we look at their lineup, I'm looking at the depth chart here. 
um, for them this year. Um, it, they have their outfields just stacked as ever. Um, they have Betts, uh, Mookie Betts, Jackie Bradley Jr., Andrew Benintendi, um, and then they can flip J.D. Martinez in there some, and they have uh, Holt there as uh, their backup. Um, but, uh, I mean, why J.D. Martinez, I mean, why put him in the outfield when you have those other three that can basically cover the entire field, right? Right. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, that's uh, one of the best outfields in the game. Obviously, you got Mookie Betts, who's, you know, not only – part of a reigning champion team, but he's also the reigning MVP. Uh, I mean, it's hard to beat that. You know, I mean, Jackie Bradley Jr., you know, has his ups and downs offensively, offensively, but he is a, you know, one of the best defensive outfielders in baseball. So, yeah, man, that's a a tough trio that Boston has going on. Yeah, if they ever feel like Jr. isn't hitting well, they can always – slide over either Benintendi or Betts, really. I mean, yeah. it might be a stretch a little bit, but they could do either probably and make it make you know, make good do. So um so that's just their outfield. Um you move to the infield, uh this has them down as Moreland still at first base, Pedroya, Dustin Pedroya at second, um Xander Bogarts um at short and then uh Raphael Devers at um uh, third, um, the rotation, you're looking at Chris Sell, David Price, uh, Rick Porcello, Nathan Neovaldi, um, and then it's kind of a mix after that. Um, maybe Rodriguez or Wright. They could – They who knows what they'll do there. Um, Bullpen-wise, um, nothing that jumps out way too much at this moment, but I, I do believe they still have Kimbrell there, right? Um, let me double check that. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't have that on that list. So when you're when you're kind of reading through there, obviously there's a couple of question marks. Um, you know the the left side of that infield with Bogarts and Devers is pretty solid. Um, you got to kind of wonder if you're Boston, could you? look to upgrade over Moreland at first base possibly I mean you're you're kind of with this roster really being nitpicky at this point right you don't necessarily need to do a whole lot you know you're the defending champs you haven't had a lot of turnover um and that's probably why we really haven't seen them do too much in the offseason to this point Mm -hmm. um but whenever you start talking about you know what could a team this team look at as we get into the year and we get closer to that trade deadline, you know, contenders always trying to look for that little bit of edge and where could it be? And I think, you know, that first base spot could potentially be an option to, I mean, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, if, if I'm, if I'm just saying, okay, where could the weakest place be? Cause they're, they're, they, they do not have much in the way of holes. I mean, their uh, rotation is solid. Uh, you know, so that's, you know, once you get into that postseason play, you're looking for pitchers that's going to get it done. And I think, you know, last year it was good for Price to kind of get over that hump, um, yeah. you know, yeah. kind of battle his um, demons there in in October. Uh, so he could be – I mean, he's he's already a great pitcher. And now 
you know, if he goes in, he can carry over again into the off into the uh, postseason. You know, he's just gonna build well, on his legacy. Um, something uh, something else I should add. Um, uh, Kimbrel is still not signed yet, right? Yeah. And so, but um, so their bullpen could use a little bit. It looks like, but um, as far as first base. Um, Mitch Moreland, um, I do know a lot about him. He, you know, is as left-handed hitting as left-handed hitting gets. So if you can get a good split with him, he's good to go. And the Red Sox do have um, Steve Pierce. And so that's kind of the direction I think they're at right now. And um, so I'm sure if they had a chance to to get somebody at something that won't cost – terrible for first base they probably would or even if they got another dh and ended up having to move that dh or yeah. martinez out well there. i mean i think you know um, when, when you, a defensive first base yeah and um, and it matters you know i mean whenever you talk about um you know from me being a royals fan obviously i saw what eric hosmer was able to do for that defense you know, during our World Series run, I mean, having a guy over there that can pick it and can make up for mistakes of the other guys, you know, that's there's value there. And if you know, there's nothing wrong with with Moreland being able to do that and you know hit for some power. Um, but I mean, like I say, if we're going to talk about you know, could they potentially make some moves? You know, maybe that right side yeah, of the infield they could look to, to upgrade a little bit. Um, just. Uh, Moreland, and I just have knowledge about Moreland. He's one of the streakiest hitters you're going to get. But um, if you look at his uh, platoon splits this last year, um, batting average was close to the same, but when you look at OBP and especially OPS, uh, against right-handers it was 780. Against left-handers it was 684. So if you can get him out of there when he's facing a left-hander, man, you're much better off. But, again, you're right. That would be the best spot to um, help those guys out. Um, so, uh, and um, I don't know. Um, catcher, they kind of seem to be moving around a little bit. They have some young guys that they're hoping end up being well. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe maybe catcher, now that I'm really, really sitting there and thinking, okay, what is the most logical? I mean, just whenever I heard – you read them off, my mind went to that first base spot. Oh, but, yeah. man, looking at it, and if you want to talk about making an impact move, you know, maybe the maybe the Red Sox could jump into the Romalto sweepstakes. Maybe. He's still sitting there in Miami. Uh, you know, there's been some talks, um, but nothing has really materialized there. I mean, if they really want to push that roster over that hump and try to get back to uh, – you know, a second straight World Series and, and defend that title, he could be a guy that could certainly help get that done. That would seem to be true. I, that seems to be their weakest link there. And, um, and of course, over the year, you could see him make a move in the bullpen, something like that. Um, as far as <clears throat> my thoughts on the Red Sox, I mean, I think they're – man, are they ever set. Um, they uh, – should be competing this year. Um, good chance they'll be able to get back to the World Series. I mean, there's some teams that can compete and knock them out. But. Well, I think not only are they going to compete this year, they're going to compete for several years now. I mean, yeah. Boston, they've kind of built themselves back up 
uh, to be in a team that, you know, they are going to be in it year in and year out, right? They've they've been at that level in a while. They just um, – but they've done it with a new crop of guys. And these guys are really just getting started, I feel like. Um, it's going to be tough – there in the American League East, although they've got you know a bitter rival that is going to make it difficult on them oh, as they yeah. go forward. Oh yeah, and and uh, I mean then you also have to get past the Astros there in the West, and uh, um, you know yeah, there's a few others that could make a good run there. And so um, when you look at them um, as far as salary, uh, the um, what do you call it? No, not the cap, but the tax. Not the tax luxury. threshold is two hundred and six million this year. Yeah, luxury. Um, and yeah, the luxury. And it looks like they'll be over that. At uh, and this is a very rough estimate. The numbers I'm looking at here, but but they have them at two hundred thirty-two point three million. Um, I don't. Um, I'm not sure uh, what time they're on. Uh, just so you know, they use a. Um, for the tax, um, it's twenty percent for a first-time offender, okay. But this has to be consecutive. Yeah. All right. Um, it's thirty percent for a second time, and then for third time or more, it's fifty percent. So you're paying the amount of money for that person, and then you're paying plus an extra twenty, thirty, or fifty percent. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's be honest. It's Boston. Yeah, they they don't care about that luxury tax, man. They're gonna pay well, what they need to. Last year, it had a huge part of the off season, so you know, I just kind of kind of bring it up because last year that that was some of the reason um, that some of the, our free agents didn't get signed and that type of stuff. This year, not so much. I it's just hard to say. It, it I think people that the market has finally evened out. It's regressing back to the mean math term, um, you know, like it's like it should. But um, our top end is still going to want to get paid. It's just like a few years ago in the NBA, um, all these guys were getting paid ridiculous money that had no business getting paid money because right. because they moved up the the cap and um, you know it it then it evened out and it's the same thing. That's what's happening right yeah. now. Well. But, okay, let me maybe restate what I was saying. I think as long as it's clear that the Red Sox are competing for championships, they're not going to be worried if they have to pay that luxury tax to you're, do so. You're right. You're right. It's the same thing with the Yankees. Um, and then, uh, you know, they kind of changed ownership a little bit, and they wanted to get out of that. And it, It's smart to reset that and um, then – if you Remind me, are the, are the Yankees on this list that we're going to talk about? Yes, they okay. are. Okay, so, can we talk about them? Yeah, let's <laughs> jump into them. Um, because here's, you, the, here's the thing, the Yankees, they may have said the right things. They may have said, oh, well, we're going to cut back. We're not going to spend ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. But then they turn around and they go out and get Stanton, who's got a gigantic contract. And I get it. They've got a lot of guys that they are, you know. I think paint, they reset they, last year. I think they're no longer and yeah. this year. Well, because they have a, a roster where they've got a lot of guys young. that are young. However, 
when those guys start coming up for contracts, oh yeah, they're they're, they're not going to let them just walk. They're not going to let Aaron well, Judge walk out of New York. They're not going to let Gleyber Torres. One hundred percent agree. What what they were doing was resetting. Yeah. So and then I, who knows if they'll be willing to get? I mean, fifty percent is a lot of money to be paying. Um, so uh, over. But when and, you're talking about the biggest market, yeah. there is the, the, I mean, there's the money to do it. That, that, that's that's yeah. where it changes for teams. You know, um, a mid-market team, they may push it if they see that they've got a two- or three-year window to actually compete. And then yeah. they're going to let guys go. They're going to reset, all that. And that's kind of where the Rangers are at right now. Right. The, you know, they had their salary pushed. I felt like it was really high at one, 160 to 180 there for a while. And now they're back down to 115 or so. Is smart, yeah. but so all right. So, so back the to the Yankees. Yankees back the Yankees, to the Yankees. Yeah. Um, so if we take a look at their depth chart here, um, uh, they they have um, a pretty nice looking outfield as well. But um, I, I mean, I would obviously take uh, take the Red Sox over theirs. But man, they do have some good players here. Um, remember, they have Giancarlo Stanton. He's more of a DH at this point, but um, he could play outfield too. Um, Aaron Judge, uh, Aaron Hicks, um, Brett Gardner, and left. Um, then um, as we move to the infield, uh, we have Andujar. Um, uh, they have uh, D.D. Gregorius, and then also, you know, they just well, recently picked up uh, Troy Tulowitzki. Gregorius is going to be out for the majority um, of the year, so we got to keep that's that in why mind. They, that's why they picked up uh, Tulowitzki there, and then, um, but they also have uh, uh, Torres there, and they can move it, move that around. Well, um, and that's I think that that's why you, they have Lema, uh, DJ. Yeah, Lemahieu. I think what you're gonna see is you're gonna see Gliber Torres at shortstop with Lemayhew at second. Yeah, and that Tulowitzki being a, a utility guy. I know that their depth chart is showing Tulowitzki as the top it, short. It just stop, didn't but, know what to put. Yeah, and I looked. I I I had forgotten that they signed uh, Lemayhew until I got to that spot. So, um, but then they have a uh, Voight. Um, the pickup that they uh, traded with the Cardinals for last year, um, uh, I actually uh, saw him in Springfield, I think. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, he, I don't know, I've heard some people talking about how he might end up being a steal, but he's over there at first, um, and they've got Bird on the bench behind him. I'm uh, not Greg I'm not Bird. sure if you're going to see Voight be the everyday guy, though. I it, think what you could see... Is, is well, and you could see if Tulowitzki is having a good stretch, you could maybe see Andahar move across to first with Tulowitzki playing some third base as well. That would make sense. So, yeah, I mean, they're, 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 what they've done is they've got depth and they have um, flexibility. Exactly. Like they could exactly. play, they could play a lot of those guys wherever they needed them. Yeah, because there was, I mean, you know, obviously going into last year and even up through the trade deadline, the big thing was. Okay, are they going to try to get an everyday first baseman? They needed the upgrade at first base. And you could argue that they still do need that. Um, but there's a lot to say about having that flexibility at the same small, time. Small sample size for uh, for Mr. Voigt, but last year in the majors, only 143 at-bats, but he hit 322. Um, his OPS or his on-base percentage was 398. OPS was over a thousand. 
Um, 15 home runs, 36 RBIs. Obviously, probably not going to continue that. But um, if he's hitting like that, it's probably going to take quite a bit to move him off. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But I agree with you 100%. Like, they can move those guys around however they want. They can move them around. Yeah, I think there's been a lot of whispers of could they look to deal Brett Gardner if they can find a, a match there for him. And if they do that, then you're talking about Harper. filling another. Huh? <laughs> Harper, that's the whispers. Harper. But, well, but, you know. but, e- but even if they don't bring in a, a guy like Harper, yeah. you could still, you know, I mean, Stanton's not a bad corner outfielder. You yeah. know, I mean, he's got a cannon. Yeah, you know, his, uh, his routes, whatever. You could get into that. I didn't mention but, earlier, they also have Ellsbury. So, you're yeah. talk, and I mean, yeah, he's older and he's not like what he was, but but you never know. They they still have him for a little while. He's on a pretty big contract. Well, those, are, those are the guys that I think they're going to try to figure out, you know, man, can we somehow dump, you know, uh, Gardner, Ellsbury, you know, these guys that are getting older because – you have to think ahead. You have to think, okay, yeah, we may have these guys at an affordable rate right now, you know, with Judge and, and Andahar and these guys. But, man, I mean, just think about what – think about what if, if some of these guys repeat what they've done the last year or two. Golly, think, think about what, what arbitration is going to do to them. And then if they just continue, it's going to just keep increasing that price tag down the line. I don't think they're worried at all about that. I mean, and here's what's scary about it. Like, in our time, we're used to the Yankees money-whipping people. But they got most of this most of this roster they're homegrown homegrown yeah and that's they kind of reset over the last few years and then they started to money whip a little bit and more could come they they can get whatever they want and um you know there's a there's a few things out there but but we haven't even you know um like i said their outfield was good not as good as the red sox but their infield even with an injured dd gregorius is good like really good, and yeah. then we um, oh, and then well, I mean, their catchers Gary Sanchez. Their lineup is strong now. Um, their rotation has been weak for a few years, and they've made some moves to try to fix that. Um, you know, uh, uh, these are the guys that this um, that that they're running out there. They've got um, Sever- Luis Severino, James Paxton, who had a down year last year. Um, well, yeah. down might be strong, but wasn't as strong. But he's still a good pitcher. Um, they have Tanaka. If he's back, hope, um, full strength for him. Uh, CC Sabathia, J.A. Happ, who they signed this offseason. Um, and then you go to their bullpen. And their bullpen, oh, my goodness. Like, like their rotation's good. And they have, I mean, Severino, he's legit. Yeah, Severino's a, Severino's a front-end guy. I think if you're going to talk about – one thing that they could do between now and the deadline um, is they could look to see who could they potentially pick up to add with him at the front of that mm-hmm. rotation. Um, because if you have yes, Paxton in as your number three guy, that makes him more valuable and on down the line. Although I have a feeling that I know where you're going here, and I want to hear you out, you because I'm, I'm going to say something off of that. Well, they've got their they've got their rotation, and it's it's you know they've got a little bit better. 
but I mean, you look at their bullpen. My goodness, and um, and it's as you know the Royals did before, and as the A's used to be successful last year, um, Brewers did it. Um, but their bullpen, they've got Chapman, um, Ar- Aroldis Chapman, um, uh, Betnis or Betances. I can't say his name. <laughs> Betances. Sorry. Yeah, um, Dylan Betances. Um, and then they've gone and gotten Ottavino. Um, they have uh, Zach Britton still. Um, I don't know if any of these guys are injured, but you take a look at that. You're solid on those on four spots there yeah. already, right? And, and that was going to be my point is that now, um, what they've done is they've allowed these guys, you know, the the Paxtons and the Haps and Sabathia. They've said, "Hey, get us through the lineup twice." Exactly. You know, get us four or five innings, you know, preferably five, and we're going to let our bullpen go to work. Basically, you know, the, the popular thing is the, um, what do they call it, the starter? No, not the starter, but the reliever starter. Right. You know, yeah. like I, I can't think of the name. Well, of the T- but, Tampa but, Bay is, is the one who's well, really doing it. The Rangers it, have but. been doing it. They they took their fifth spot and did that last year, and they've gone and picked up a few guys. That have yeah, but sure I, I, they're I, doing it again. essentially, Tampa Bay didn't have any starters on their team. Is what they, <laughs> they, they, had, they had one or two, one or two. <laughs> but, but then after that, they're like, "Yeah, <laughs> you're right." Um, so, but they could have a real starter, and they can just say, "Throw harder. You're getting old." Don't worry about your arm. You don't have to go six or seven anymore. (laughs) Go four. Go four. And we'll just take you out fast. Um, Cardinals have done that for years. They They take their pitchers out fast. Um, and that's part of the reason that their pitchers have so much success down there. And, you know, um, well, and I mean, legitimately they have, as long as there's no injuries into that, in that bullpen, they're going to be able to say, get us through the lineup twice guys and we'll be okay because you expect that lineup to put runs up on the board and you expect that bullpen to not blow leads. So barring injury, I absolutely expect them to be in the playoffs, and I absolutely expect, just like the Red Sox this year, I think they'll be contending. I also think their success is going to continue. In fact, um, the Yankees might be even one of the scariest teams here. I mean, the Red Sox are too because Uh, it's the same idea. I think when we're talking – and money. Yeah, I think when we're talking about the American League teams on this list, that when we look at the Yankees and the Red Sox – they may be my top two choices to be able to put together a long stretch of winning here with what they've got in place. Which, which makes which makes me a little sad. But <laughs> like, I mean, it, I don't necessarily like. At one point in my life, I probably did have a hatred of those kinds of things. And it's not that hatred. It's just you know, it makes me sad as a fan because I'm like, we. Yeah. We don't have that shot. Right. <laughs> like, not yeah. right now. Exactly. Um, and and when we do have that shot, they're still gonna be sitting there. <laughs> so awesome. Um, so what's but, our, what's our next uh, team, Andy? Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, the Dodgers. The Dodgers. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Before oh, we move to the Dodgers, okay, okay. let's get one more American League team. Okay. Let's go Houston enough. Astros. Houston Astros obviously winning a, a championship a few years ago. Yes, um, and they built with youth. 
and they're starting they're starting to get close to some of those contracts, but they still have um, quite a bit to go. They start they, spending so a they, little. Yeah, they they had you know the best farm system in baseball uh, for a while. Um, they still got a very good farm system, and but they have started supplementing you know players from the outside in there. You talking about a Verlander, uh, you know some of these guys that have come in and helped you know push them. Just just to let you know talk. where they're at right now, as okay. far as uh, contract, they're at one hundred thirty five or one hundred thirty nine point five million. Again, this is rough. Um, the Yankees were one ninety three. The Red Sox were well over it. At, oh, well, you know, like two twenty. Um, so they're quite a bit below on money, but they also might be saving up for some big contracts coming up here pretty soon. Um, they actually, so they destroyed themselves when they, when they built and I don't know, they, they were like basically nobody coming to the stadium for a while. I've looked at their, at their, um, attendance and they're just now getting back to where they were before, just barely after winning a a championship, it took, you know, so now let's, I'm going to run through their roster really quick. Remind you some of their fielders outfield. They have JJ Redick, uh, George Springer, uh, Michael Brantley, did I say something wrong? Uh, well, I didn't realize J.J. Reddick had left the Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. Josh, Josh Reddick. That's funny. I just went right to it. I knew I said something wrong. Of course. Yeah, well, you know, he could shoot some threes out there. So, I mean, yeah, why um, not? Uh, uh, they have um, Gurriel at first, uh, Jose Altuve uh, at second, um, Carlos Correa at shortstop, um, and Bregman, Alex Bregman at third. Um, solid, solid infield. Uh, Springer out in the outfield's good. Um, you know, you could do worse in uh, Josh Reddick and Brantley. You know? Yeah, I mean, the question with Brantley, obviously, is going to be health. Yeah, you know, that's what uh, he struggled with in Cleveland. But whenever he's healthy, he's great. You know, he's a, yeah. a good all-around player. Yeah. Uh, Reddick's, you know, you, when you think about him, you're thinking more you know, of a guy with pop in his bat. Um, but yeah, like you said, Springer, man, you know, I've told the story about you and I going to the Texas League All Star game and seeing George <laughs> Springer, and that was his last Double A game. He was uh, and, like a man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're talking about <laughs> a beast. I mean, Odebel Herrera was in that game. I mean, there was a bunch of guys that are major, you know, major league players now, and oh man, and you know, Springer just looked better he than looked, all of them. I mean, it wasn't even close. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he looked like that that guy who uh, who goes and plays church softball league, and um, but he's played in the majors before, <laughs> you know, like, um, right? But but uh, but so you got I mean you got that that core of of Springer and uh, Correa and Altuve right, that have come up through those ranks, and you're right, man. I mean they're they're young, but they're they're getting older. And they they they're building up that ex, that time, and you're gonna have to start paying these guys. Well, and and if um and I can look here in a minute, but if I remember right, they aren't quite up yet. The person that's coming up that's gonna that they're gonna have to start paying next year um is 
if they want to keep him is Garrett Cole. And I didn't get to the rotation yet, but he comes up after this next year. Right. And so, um, but uh, at catcher, they actually went and stole the Rangers catcher. Um, the Rangers wanted to save money. And like the Rangers to... were, were asleep at night and the Astros Well, you know, you, it just or... feels like stealing. They okay. actually <laughs> said goodbye. Yeah. They they had an option for like $4 million and they were like, we can go cheaper. So um, <laughs> they went and took took Chirinos. So that's why I call it stealing because right. it's like $3 million is what they paid him or something, maybe four. Um, but uh, he'll, he'll probably... Um, he'll probably switch back and forth with Max. De- um, I don't even know how you say his name. Stacy, Stacy. Okay. Um, yeah. uh, uh, you know, career backup, I believe. And um, I might be off a little on that. But then when you run to their, so when you run to their rotation, you've got uh, Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, Cole McHugh, um, Wade Miley. They just picked him up. Um, and then. Um, as you know, they have four or five guys that could start that could be benched, like um, in that fifth spot. Um, yeah. A few of those guys are young guys that they're kind of hoping will end up seizing that spot, um, and uh, they'll go from there. I, uh, I think that you know, you were talking about you know, what are they going to do with Cole? I mean, I think they've got to figure out a way to work out an extension with him. You know, um, Verlander's certainly not getting younger, okay. you know, and, and you want Cole in there for that long term. And I mean, Cole really turned his career around whenever he got to the Astros. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's going to be a guy that they're going to figure it out one way or another. So, uh, because I mean, good front end guys that, I mean, it, it, it's tough. It's yeah. tough to get it. I mean, trust me, I'm, I'm a, as a oh, Royals yeah. fan, man. I mean, I see it, man. There's Rangers. been so many guys that we thought, okay, this is it, this is it, and they just don't pan out. It's not easy to get legitimate number one, number one starters, but even number two starters are hard, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it sure is. Um, so, uh, and they also have a pretty strong bullpen here, and bullpens can come and go sometimes, but their bullpen is pretty strong. They, you know, they – they kind of jumped on um, getting Osuna when he made the mistakes that he made last year, and so they got him cheap. Um, they act like they did it cleanly, but whatever. They have Hector Rondon, who's um, a good reliever. They have Chris Davinsky, who's a really good reliever. Um, there's there's a little bit more that, you know, they're kind of like, uh, but, you know, as I said earlier, they had several guys – they have several guys – um, that would be a good long reliever slash starter. Yeah. So they've got Brad Peacock and well, and I mean others. while their their bullpen may not be the same caliber of like the Yankees, for example. Yeah, um, it's still good, right? Well, but what they what they what they're able to do with this is you've got workhorses at the front end of that rotation that could help give the bullpen you know some time off, and then. When you get to the back end of that rotation, and you need your bullpen maybe to eat up some more innings. Utilize them there, so it's a nice balance I think that they have there in Houston. Yeah, and um, I, you know, they're set pretty well for a little bit. Um, I out, out of these three teams, the Astros are the ones that I, I could see falling the soonest, and um, which is kind of sad for them because you know they spent five years of basically destroying themselves. Um, but I I would not be surprised that if by 
I don't know, three years from now, they're not competing as well. Now, if they make some moves, you know, they can they can keep this going. But, right. Um, well, and, and here's the thing with them is that I, I'm with you. Out of the three American League teams we've talked about, um, they're the most likely to start dip, you know, dipping a bit, dropping off a little, uh, just because it's going to be hard for Houston to keep everybody. It is. You know, they're not – I mean, in reality, they could if because I think every team in baseball could spin. It's just up to what the owners are willing to do. Um, but you know, they're they're not going to be ones who like flex those deep pockets, right? Yeah. And now the one thing that the Astros have going for them is while they may drop off on being legitimate title contenders, yeah. You know, can they still be competing for that American League West you and, know, division? And I think the answer is there that, yeah, they've got – I think the window's longer to stay competitive in that sense. It, it really depends on what happens there, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I mean, there's a lot of factors. But, I mean, if you, if you take it on uh, just, you know, what we can see right now, I think they're, that that division window is open. And here's the thing. It's like – if you can get into the playoffs, that that's all that matters sometimes. Because if if you get there and you get hot at the right time, stuff happens, you know. Yeah. Um, so I, I I do agree that the uh, the the window for them to say for people to say yes, these guys are going to be competing for World Series titles. I, I, and you know, it's it's really hard for me to say. I disagree a little on the competition there, but mostly because I feel like the A's are pretty legitimate and are just a step or two away. But they don't spend don't, money. Don't you and like? Then don't when you, you don't. look at the Angels? Like, if they all of a sudden got competent, like they would be good because they have good a couple yeah. really good foundational pieces. but okay so don't you feel like with the a's though that you're talking about a team that always feels like they're right there but they never really are if that makes sense like i get they, they, they do enough to be competitive and to you know get into the playoffs here and there but then there, I, there's not enough there when, that when you need looked, come october when we looked at their roster a few a few week, well month or two ago um i like i just felt like it was stronger than i even thought it was yeah. to begin with and so i but you i mean it's not it's not the same as the yankees and red right. sox so yeah. i mean you know um um let's go ahead and let's uh let's move on though um okay. here to the la dodgers um, let's take a look a little bit. We've got the Dodgers, and then we'll we'll hit the Cubs okay. really quick as well. So, cool. um, Dodgers outfield. Um, this is you know they have some strength there at outfield, and they have some young guys coming up that they could use as well possibly. But um, they have a uh, Bellinger in right field. They have they just signed AJ Pollock to center. Um, they have Jock Peterson, which they might trade him. They might not. Um, but then uh, they have a few young guys coming up. Um, like I, I think uh, that they're expecting eventually um, Alex Ver- Verdugo to um, really do some stuff here. Um, so uh, they also have uh, Chris Taylor. Um, like even you know, even with some of the changes they've made, um, as you take a look in the infield, they have Max Muncie. 
at first. Um, they've got David Freeze that they can kind of move in there as they want. Um, Chris Taylor, again, could go um, second or outfield there. Um, uh, Corey Seager. Um, and then Justin Turner there at third. Uh, they have had a little bit of injury issues, but yeah, I they mean, made well, it work. when you talk about Seager, we got to see how he bounces back from last year's injury. And Turner was um, injured for quite a bit, a little bit. Well, last and, year and too. Turner's not getting younger. Yeah. Um, the man, the Dodgers—they're a team that. I mean, I think they're going to still be very competitive when we're talking about the National League West. I don't expect to see them make a third trip to the World Series mm. here in 2019. Um, yeah, I think they they kind of had hit that spot where they're where they're kind of doing what some other teams have done prior, where they said, okay, like the the Red Sox are I think are a good example of this, where you know they went out they. Even though the Dodgers haven't won a title, but you know, like you know, the Red yeah, Sox won a title, and then they did a little mini, you know, reset with reset. their guys. And I think that's where the Dodgers kind of are at this point. That's why you, you know, seen them make the, you know, like the trade they did with the the Reds. You know, where they sent Puig and Kemp and these guys out to Cincinnati, and get um, under that that tax threshold, right? Because I mean, they've got good guy, you know, good prospects. So they're like, okay, well, let's see what we can do here. Um, if we bring in kind of some new faces uh, to this core. I do believe they reset themselves last year, but they're still wanting to stay under that tax threshold, it sounds like, for this year coming up. And, um, you know, um, when you look at their salary right now, they're looking at about 186-ish million. And um, I, I, I agree with you on, on that. Um, I still think that they have – a pretty strong team overall. Um, I still think uh, you look at that lineup, that's a pretty decent lineup there. Um, again, injuries is what could get them. They have pitchers. They've got youth. They had the best, uh, you know, they had the best uh, minor league system there for a while. Um, like, And they, they've used up some of that system, but they still, those guys are coming up, you know. Um, it, I mean, when when they slot their rotation and they have um and actually I'm not even sure how to say his name right I just remember him from last year um uh, fantasy league and stuff but man he was good though Ross um, Stripling is it Stripling um I'm not sure um you know like like last year he pitched really well he's slotted as their fifth pitcher right now so I mean right. you've got uh, Kershaw uh, Bueller Ryu um, Hill, Stripling, um, and then they still had Kenta Maeda, and um, uh, and then a few years ago, everybody was just drooling over uh, Urias here, Julio Urias, and um, he, you know, so they've got options in that pitching staff, and they yeah. could trade them around too if they needed to. Well, and, I mean, I, you know, obviously, I think the the, the guy to kind of keep an eye on is Bueller. You know, how how yeah. is he going to? do going into his second season had a very very solid rookie year um and they need him to keep that development going because while they did you know work out a new deal with kershaw to keep him in la for a couple more seasons um at some point i mean i don't know 
this guy and yeah, <laughs> that's what it seems like. You know, it just it seems like it's well, destined for him to go somewhere, and Bueller's gonna have to be that guy to step into that role. Um, and if he can, you know, take that next step in 2019, I mean, you've got a fantastic one-two punch with those guys. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and um, I don't think they have too much hurt in them. Um, as far as people coming off the books anytime soon. I think we're going to still see them competing. I also think that um, with the uh, upper management that they have, um, with the money that they do have in the pocketbooks when they want to, that we'll see the Dodgers continuing to compete for a little while here. Um, Do you expect them to be... um competing to get back into the World Series this year? Um, you know, it's hard to say. I, I think they very well could. It would not surprise me if they made it a third time, but, man, is it hard. You right. know, it's hard to get well, there. Okay. It's hard to get back multiple times. Here, um, here's, here's from where I sit, the way that they're going to do that is if they make another big splash at the deadline because I think we're going to get into the season. I mean, you've got – you know, some teams there like, you know, the Rockies, you know, that could be tough in the NL West. Um, you know, the, you want to say the Diamondbacks maybe? I, I don't know. Like they, uh, they, they outperformed my expectations last year in Arizona. Um, so I don't want to, you know, make that mistake again and be like, oh, there's no way. But, um, you know, I think. You've got the Cubs and the Brewers. Yeah, but when, um, but when you're talking about just strictly in that division. Oh, yeah, in their division. I mean, they've got a couple of teams that could. Giants might might shock you. They're, they've been making some little moves here and there, and they're hoping, they're hoping to sneak in there with Harper or Machado. I don't know if it pushes them over the edge or not, really. They're still, they still looked awful last year they should have rebuilt and they didn't um at one point and you know they're paying for it but um uh yeah i mean i agreed like if you can get into the playoffs anything can happen um i don't know if i call them the best team in the nl at this point but i would say that they're definitely contenders and that they can that i wouldn't be shocked if they fixed whatever issues they had throughout the season Bullpen might be one of those, um, but they do have Jansen there at the end of it still. So, yeah. Um, it, uh, yeah. So you want to take a look at the Cubs, or yeah. do you have anything else with them? Uh, no, I mean, really, what I was just kind of getting at was, I think for them, on paper, they're just not quite as complete. They're, yeah. they're not quite quite as complete, but we know that they're a team that's willing to go out the deadline and add those pieces. I mean, like they went out and got Machado last year. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them very active well, and come the su- middle of the summer. Their rotation is really good, um, and a lot of their lineup, it just comes down to injuries. Are they going to be injured or not? Um, in fact, a good portion. So um, it could go either way. All right, let's take a look here at the Cubs. Um they have uh, Jason Hayward out there in right field. Um, uh, they have Al Moore Jr. there in center field. They have Kyle Schwarber in left field. Um, and, of course, they still have uh, Ian Happ. And um, they can move out a few guys that they need to as well um, if they needed. Uh, and at first base, they have Anthony Rizzo. 
Uh, second, uh, they have uh, Ben Zobris, or, well, it just depends on where they want to play these guys. Um, they have a short uh, Javi Baez, and then, um, of course, they also have Addison Russell, just kind of, uh, um, uh, isn't he suspended right now? Yeah. Um, and they'll they'll bring him in at some point, but um, then they have Chris Bryant there at third. Uh, they have some flexibility there. They do have some guys that could be injured off and on. Uh, that's actually part of the problems that they had last year. Uh, you run into their catcher. They have Contreras, um, good hitting catcher. Uh, he you know he comes and he goes, but he's a good good catcher overall. Rotation: um, John Lester, Cole Hamels, you Darvish, uh, Kyle Hendricks. Uh, <laughs> Jose Quintana, uh, you know, like I say those, and I just gr- grimace because, you know, two, three, four, all those were Rangers. Um, Hendricks, actually, we traded for uh, for trash from them years ago. I think Dumpster, Ryan Dumpster. <laughs> um, but uh, I might be wrong on which piece of trash we picked up for him. They, the Cubs had done a really good job of rating the Rangers and just, like, giving them trash for it. Like, Cole Hamels, like, basically, we already don't have anybody from that trade. Um, I don't, you know, it, it wasn't like we deserved much, but, man, right. they basically got him for nothing, um, which he wasn't playing well then anyway. Uh, away from the Rangers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you look at their lineup, it's good. Um are they're young ish? They're again like the Astros. They kind of came up about the same time. Yeah, and I don't know. I feel like, man, what? Okay, was the World Series title a fluke for them? I didn't think so. Because I, I say this because it feels like I don't know. Well, I, I don't know. I guess maybe if I say that. That I'd have to ask the same question about the Royals, you but <laughs> but uh, but okay, well, but for both of them though, you know, at, at least with Kansas City, they were went to back to back World Series, right? Um, so there's some legitimacy there, and I mean they were very close to winning back to back, you know. Well, um, I mean you're talking, but it, uh, just uh, here's part of it feels like the the I, the, do, the 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 Cubs. Just kind of, not not necessarily like fell off, but you know they they hit a, a wall or I don't know what the, well, the let, term is. Let but me I mean, tell like, you what that tough. wall was because I can I can explain it pretty easily. I don't think it was a fluke at all. First off, I don't know if you know this. They they were um, the Cubs, the Astros, the Red Sox. You know they've all won recently. Yeah. They all were the number one. Uh, minor league, like a few years before that club. Okay, right. so so they're taking young guys and getting good. Now, what happened with the Cubs was Chris Bryant was hurt a good portion of the year. Um, their rotation, um, it just like they had a good rotation and it just fell apart. Some of them, like like Jose Quintana, like yeah, like they. They signed him, but he shouldn't have pitched like he pitched last year. He was he was worse than a five. Yeah. And um, uh, you Darvish, they go out and sign him last year, and he's injured the entire year basically. Um, uh, Hendricks didn't have the greatest of years, you know. Like like their dart their their rotation kind of fell apart 
and may I don't think it's going to happen again. I think their rotation is going to be there. Um, I think that uh, you're going to see them come back. Um, there was so you know um, back to with the Rangers. They competed um, from 2010 to roughly 16 or so but there was one year in there where it was just injury 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 and then we were terrible well I I feel like that is kind of their year and I might be off with that but um you look these guys this is a good roster here that here, they here's the thing that's tough for the Cubs is that they have very good teams in their division in Milwaukee um I think you're going to see St. Louis. You know, St. Louis is always in it, but man, you know, and, they've. Uh, and let's be honest, the Pirates the, aren't bad. They aren't yeah. bad. And, and you expect the Reds to be better, right? The Reds have been active this offseason. Yeah, so I, I can see what you're saying there, and I agree with you. I still think that they're hands down probably the best out of those teams, but um, I could see. I you it wouldn't take it's much not, it's to not, prove otherwise. It's, yeah, it's, well, <laughs> it's not going to be easy for them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a few years ago when they won it, they there wasn't any hope for those other teams that year, and that was when the Cardinals were kind of down, but kind of not. And yeah. you know, I like, mean, if you if you told me any one of Chicago, Milwaukee, and St. Louis were going to be the division champs in 2019, I wouldn't argue with you. Yeah, about I could, any any of those three. I could see what you're saying there, um, and you go to you go to their bullpen. I can almost not even say some of the names because again, it's just rating rating uh, uh, the Rangers and taking things and getting value out of them. Um, so they have uh, Morrow there as their closer, but then they have uh, Pedro Strop who was a Ranger. Um, they have uh, Siszczek, who used to be a Marlin there for a little while. I said his name wrong, Siszczek. Um, uh, C.J. Edwards, uh, that dude can throw. He was with the Rangers there for a while. They have uh, apparently Tyler Chatwood. I didn't know they had him uh, still. Um, but, you know, they have they have some arms. Um, they it, it could go either way. I think that they're – I think they have a good roster – but I also think, just like with the Dodgers, there is some chance that injury will get them again, or just um, regression. regression. So, what what do you see as the being the spot where between now and the trade deadline, if they are going to say set themselves up to try to get another World Series, what are they going to need to do? Because I feel like there's a pretty clear answer to that. Um. Well. I, I don't know. I I would say, um, yeah, I'd say there's a couple spots they could go. Um, one would be um, possibly rotation wise, but I think some of those guys are going to iron everything out. But um, I I would probably go outfield, um, and okay. then it would depend on injury um, as far as that. Right. Um, uh, you know, there's some places they could make some changes. Otherwise, what, what were you thinking there? I mean, for me, assuming that their position players um, stay healthy, I think they need to bolster that bullpen more. Uh, because while you're saying you, I, I get what you're saying with if their rotation can you know kind of get back into form, but let's be honest, the likelihood of that is probably more that you're going to see a repeat more than you're going to see them improve because they're not young guys in that rotation. But if you can 
bolster that bullpen and and do and and turn it into um, you need five innings from those guys. All of a sudden, Cole Hamels is better. I mean, every one of those guys gets better if that's what you're. I don't asking know from. how how familiar you are with some of those guys, but their bullprint is pretty strong. Like, I mean, but is really but I'm saying if you're gonna strong. if you're okay if you're gonna throw them in there against some of the other bullpens we've talked about though, I I don't know like. Outside of uh, the Yankees, I might take them. <laughs> like, like I'm serious. Like, like um, if you take a look here, and um, I get your point. Um, and by and as I was saying I, I earlier, feel, I, I just feel like the more that you can take the pressure yeah. off of the the rotation, well, the better. Well, um, you know, I mentioned uh, Pedro Strop earlier. Um, last year, his ERA was two twenty six. Um, he did have 13 saves because they, you know, they had some injuries. His whip was um, under one. Um, as you take a look at, uh, as well, C.J. Edwards, his uh, ERA last year was 260. Um, you know, um, I I just feel like they have four to five guys that are pretty well stocked. You know, but but you're right. It, it gives them the flexibility if they went and got another guy. Um, as the year went on, um, here's the thing with bullpens in general, a lot of times you think you have a good bullpen and then yeah. you get thrown and they aren't, um, you never know what's going to happen, yeah. but, um, here's Sis, uh, Sisek, um, you know, he's 32 now, but he was excellent closer there for the Marlins for a while. Um, 218 ERA last year, um, 104 whip, um, uh, you know, like, you're talking for legitimate people. Now, I think where you're going, though, is maybe they could get better closers than Morrow there. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. um, and I could agree with that. Um, although his ERA last year was 147, and that's why they're running with him. Right. Um, and right. it honestly, uh, knowing how Madden goes, is probably going to be a mix. There's probably not a set, set closer. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, um, or, uh, I think we've got, um, I think we've got this pretty well set up. Um, you well, know, like so as me, far as for the it. future, yeah. I, I feel like the Cubs will continue to contend, but it could go the other way. They have some age there, you know. Yeah. Well, I think for them, it's just a matter of being in one of the toughest divisions. Exactly. Um, that's what's going to hurt them. So let me, let me throw one question out. And this can be, Okay, with Harper and Machado still being available, do you see any of these teams that we've talked about today potentially landing either of those guys? I I could see it happening. I don't think for the most part any of them really need to. Okay, who do you um, see going where? It, it's hard to say. Um, like, there's a reason those guys haven't been signed yet, yeah. and it's because these guys don't. These are the people that you uh, teams that you would expect to be like ch- shilling out the money, yeah. and they're like, we don't exactly need you for that price. If if and okay, so but if um, if, I would if, say if we were saying Yankees, if we were saying that Harper and Machado were definitely 100 percent going to one of these teams, I I feel. Like um, the Yankees might grab um, Harper there, okay, and 
There was one specific team that I thought, I think the Red Sox could get Machado. Okay. And um, because Devers has just been down, um, you know, maybe the Dodgers, like the Dodgers could actually use Harper quite a bit too. That would be my other my other okay. thought on that. But I'm going to go with Machado going back to the Dodgers. I think they could use him the most um, because, you, like I said, you don't know what Seager's going to do um, coming back off of injury. And I'll, I'll give the Cubs Harper. Yeah. That could be a, a very – very strong fit so that's man, good that's a good thought there yeah man andy this was a fun conversation man i'm looking forward to our next show when we dive into your next topic i don't even know what it is I'm, i might not want to know until the day of man <laughs> um but no it, it was fun i appreciate you know obviously it's always good to sit here and talk with you um guys thank you for for tuning in to this episode of the out of the pin baseball podcast on mtmv sports Uh, We're excited to have you. Like I said, make sure you go and check out the website at www.outofthepinbaseball.com, and we will see you guys in a couple of weeks. Baseball fans rejoice. It's my team, my voice. For the most baseball coverage on MTMV Sports, tune into the Out of the Pin podcast every other Friday night. Join me, Eric Boston, and the rest of the Out of the Pin baseball team as we bring you interviews, discussions, and the latest happenings from around the baseball world. It's the Out of the Pin podcast. Check out our website at outofthepinbaseball.com where you always get baseball from a fan's perspective.